Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 10th of January as the Flyers are coming off a win over the Buffalo Sabres. Matter of fact, their first shutout of the season as they blank the highest scoring team in the NHL. Sabres came into the game number one in the NHL in goals for games played. Four exact was what they came into the game with. Flyers came into the game with the 27th highest goals per game at 2.75. I mean, when you think about this, four goals per game, They the number two team is the Boston Bruins, who are 32-4-4 and four on the season at 3.85 goals per game. Seattle, number three. Dallas, number four. Edmonton with McDavid and Dreisaitl at 3.51. Buffalo, four goals per game. And the Flyers go in, they outshoot Buffalo 38-28, but they come away with a 4-0 win. Sam Erson's first NHL shutout, his fourth straight win, and he has been very good since that initial performance against the Carolina Hurricanes back on the 23rd of December. Here's what he's done since. He didn't even get the decision in that Carolina game because Carter came in, gave up the sixth goal, which turned out to be the game-winning goal. So Erson didn't even get the decision on that first occasion. But that being said, uh, since then, first uh, game after that, the 29th of December in San Jose against the Sharks, 28 shots on goal, 25 saves. He gets the win in that one. Then on the 31st, New Year's Eve, against the Los Angeles Kings. 29 uh, shots, 27 saves, gives up just the two goals, and the Flyers get the 4-2 win. Then the final game of that road trip in Anaheim, 29 shots from the Ducks, 28 saves, and he got beat in the final 40 seconds, or he would have had his first shutout in that game, and he gets a 4-1 victory. And then, obviously, in the game last night against Buffalo, it's... 28 shots, 28 saves, 4-0 victory for the Flyers. Here's the numbers since the Carolina game in total. He has seen 114 shots. He has made 108 saves, given up 6 goals. That is a 947 save percentage. Now, you're talking about 4 games. It's, It's not a minute sample size. It's not a huge sample size. But it certainly is a darn good run of goaltending. And again, it's not just the numbers when it comes to Sam Harrison. It's how he looks in doing it. He looks so composed. Other than playing the puck, which he probably has some things to learn about playing the puck on an NHL rink, a North American smaller sheet of ice. Because when you play it and you're on the Olympic size sheet of ice or international size, there's A, more room behind the net and the rink's wider. So the players maybe aren't as tight to you. That pressure doesn't come quite as quick. So you don't have to have the same level of urgency, not to mention the level of urgency when you're playing against the fastest, biggest, strongest players in the world in the NHL. So maybe something to learn there. But all said and done, just such a composed goaltender. I think you guys all heard him. If you didn't, go back and check it out from training camp. I'll see if I can pull the exact link to the podcast episode when we had Sam on. And we talked a lot, Sam and I, about his philosophy in goaltending, his mental approach. We talked some about the technical elements and the physical properties of goaltending, but I always think it's more interesting to talk about the mental aspects of goaltending. All these guys at the NHL level and pros, like 
they a lot of them have varying degrees of technical expertise, and some are better at certain things than others. But the thing I think that really separates goaltenders is that mental approach, how they read the game, how they react to the game, how they react to being scored on, both goals that you have no chance on and goals that are bad goals. You know, sometimes you give up a bad goal. How do you react to it? How do you reset? And just I think his mental approach is very laid back, not too much pressure on himself, and very, very under control and mature. It's something we've talked about with Carter quite a bit. And based on the comments that I'm seeing on social media and some DMs and emails that I've gotten, a lot of you guys are noticing that as well. He looks like a very mature goaltender and a very calm goaltender. And calmness and maturity and taking things as they come and controlling what you can control, I think, are paramount to good goaltending. Now, I got this interesting DM from a guy named Kyle. Kyle Krills, he said this to me. He said, hey, Jason, Samuel Urson looks phenomenal in his short few games with the Flyers. With Urson having such a short sample size in the NHL, does that give him an advantage with shooters not knowing his weakness, thus making him look really good, or am I blowing smoke up my bleep? He said, love the podcast and have been a listener since day one. And I told him I responded, and I just said, I'm going to address this on the podcast. It's a good point because there is a lot of pre-scout in the NHL in regards to goaltending. I talked about it when we when the Flyers took on the Los Angeles Kings and the pre-scout on Jonathan Quick, when you take away his sight line to the release of the puck, he's going to default low, and that's where you can beat him short side high glove. Three goals the Flyers scored in that game all had those elements of screens or layered screens to take away his sight line of the release, getting him to default low and going short side high glove. So, yeah, there is a good amount of that, and there's not a lot of tape on Harrison. There's not a lot of his tendencies. Does he stay in a, a, a butterfly or RVH position when the puck goes above the hash mark in certain situations and you can beat him high? It, does he default low in certain situations like screens and layered screens early? There's not a lot of that tape out there. So, you know, it's kind of like a, a pitcher's first trip through the majors where you know sometimes there's a little bit of an advantage there because the batters and the book is not out just yet on what a guy likes to do in certain situations you got to play a lot to see a lot of situations to learn what patterns are there's not enough sample size there for opposition teams to develop patterns now there is a, a chance for opposition teams to go okay let's look at this guy and how he moves and how he's built and how he moves around the net and, you know, those things to find ways to try to exploit him. But there's not that that book out on, on him yet when it comes to, you know, patterns in his behavior as a goaltender. So it's a good point that Kyle brings up. But great performance from Sam Harrison. He gets the win, and the Flyers get a 4 nothing win. It'll be interesting to see if Torts goes back to him coming up on Wednesday night when they start that home-and-home home with the Washington Capitals. We shall see. Uh, we're going to get to Torts in just a moment. Let's get to the Flyer goal scorers in this game because, you know, they get a goal early in the game from the fourth line when Zach McEwen, just over two minutes into the game, 204 into the game, just goes hard to the net and just punches it past Craig Anderson. Then Joel Faraby beats him and really fools Anderson with the release here. Left-hand shot, slightly on the right side of the ice, opened up, 
and Anderson did not get a good read on it, kind of corkscrewed himself into the ice. Sandheim and Konechny picked up the assist. Then Noah Cates rounded out the scoring in the first period. His fifth of the season, Travis Konechny and Farabee pick up the assist. So two points in the first for Farabee, two points in the first for Konechny. And what do you know? Travis Konechny with yet another multi-point game. He continues to pile up the points. No scoring in the second period, then in the third, uh, preventing any sort of uh, delusions of grandeur for the Buffalo Sabres to come back in this game. Owen Power just watches Wade Allison saunter by him to the crease, and Kevin Hayes just puts it on a, a stick that's just sitting there waiting to deflect a puck past Craig Anderson. I don't know what Power was thinking if he just lost his train of thought or got caught watching the puck on Hayes' stick, but Allison just went right by him and had was unimpeded to the top of the crease, and Power did nothing about it. It was very strange, but Allison picks up the goal. His fifth of the season, Kevin Hayes picks up an assist. All said and done, Flyers end up with a 4 nothing victory. Be back on Wednesday to take on Washington in Philadelphia, and then on Saturday in D.C. for the home-and-home against the Caps, who have beaten the Flyers twice, including that overtime game where they had too many men on the ice. Uh, But I shall forgive and forget at some point, just not yet. Let's get to the head coach, John Tortorella. Here's what his thoughts were after the 4-0 win. Wanting the team to have a better defensive performance tonight, how pleased were you with their response? Yeah, we were good through most of the game. Uh, I thought they turned it up on us a little bit. and that's where that's where Earth played well. You know, it's a it's a four nothing game, but they had quite a few chances too. So, but overall, I thought we played well. We were on our toes, uh, and I thought it was a good rebound game from our past one. We've talked a lot about Samuel Erson and kind of how he's shown you his mind and his ability to stay calm and confident in that. Again, how how much does this continue to help build his case to stick around here? Yeah, yeah. In, in that position, it kind of determines the. The being of the team, too, as, as we play. I, I think they see, I think that's what's been impressive about him. He just, he's very calm and, and gets about his business, and uh, it helps the team. Uh, uh, so I'm happy for him. It's, you know, small sample. Um, from Carolina to here, he's grown. Uh, so he's a big part of the win tonight. I, I think it's a, everybody contributed. It's a good team win line out on the ice on that offensive zone draw it ultimately led to Zach McEwen's goal how much did they set the tone early in the game especially on the forecheck yeah they, they've been doing that uh, they've been uh, trying to use them as an example just to play simple straight ahead uh, we, we sometimes and even in tonight's game we started going east west and uh, when it calls for a game of just going straight ahead they set the example and um, I think they deserve some of the time they're getting. They're getting some offensive zone face-off times, uh, and, and they've done their job. I, I think they've all contributed. Gates and Farabee, their their examples there with the goals where they're attacking Buffalo way up the ice. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we get a lot. I'm not sure how Joel ends up at the puck. I think we get a lucky bounce there. I'm, I'm not sure how it'll happen. But I thought our whole team uh, from the onset of the game, uh, we were just on our toes. Uh, we. Uh, we, we know how good offensively this team is. We want to try to take away time and space, uh, which we did not do for a second in last night's game. Uh, I thought we answered really well against a pretty good offensive team. 
being able to hold Buffalo without a goal tonight for the first it's their first time in, in this season that they've been shut out. What did you learn about your team tonight now that they've won five in their last six? Yeah, yeah, we, we uh, again, uh, last night was disappointing, but it, uh, I, I, I think we all try to handle it the right way. We, we, we it hasn't happened uh, that much during the year. Our, uh, just our intensity defensively, uh, just how hard we play. We haven't had too many nights that we've taken off. Uh, uh, so uh, I think the most important thing, it didn't happen two nights in a row. Uh, so that's the most important thing that comes out of tonight's game. There he is, head coach John Tortorella addressing the media after the game. Olivia Reiner asking the questions from uh, the Inquire.com. And uh, we appreciate hearing from the coach as always. We'll see what that decision is on the goaltending. He did decide to put Tony D'Angelo back in the lineup. Thought Tony D'Angelo responded with a good game last night. But the interesting thing to me was that D'Angelo was second on the team in minutes played. The guy with the most minutes played, over 24 in the game, Cam York, 24-14 in the game for the Flyers, leading them in minutes played, three minutes on the power play. And as I've often said on this podcast, don't listen to coaches or general managers and their words sometimes on their opinions of players. Look at the usage of those players. John Tortorella feels pretty good about where Cam York is to be giving him those kind of minutes, and that's a good sign. So Cam York uh, with a good game for the Flyers as well, playing on that top pair along with Ivan Provorov. But we'll wrap things up here for this episode. Coming up tomorrow, we're at the midpoint of the season. Flyers have now played 41 games. 41 games in the book, 41 to go. We'll look at the first half statistically, stylistically, structurally, and we'll also look what's ahead perhaps in the second half of the uh, season. 41 to go. So join us then tomorrow. We'll have another brand new edition of Flyers Daily.